Did you ever have a question pop into your head that never got an answer? Did you want to learn more about something trivial but never got around to it? Well, I have. A lot. During the past few months, I wrote down these questions, no matter how odd or seemingly unanswerable they may be. I saved them so I could take one day each week for the entire year of 2016 to finally get some answers. So here we go with an attempt to learn something new in this episode of I Have Questions. Welcome to I Have Questions. I am Matt, and this is episode 42 for October 14th, 2016. And this is the second Halloween-inspired episode of I Have Questions for our Halloween month celebration at Neozaz.com. And the question for this episode is, what is the history of candy corn? Everyone knows what candy corn is. Everyone has most likely tried candy corn. It's found in every store this time of year. You'll find it in kids' trick-or-treat bags, in bowls at Halloween parties, and in the trash can. There is a very good chance that with Halloween just two weeks away, you may have some in your home right now, or at the very least, know someone that does. It has been around my whole life, and yours too, no matter how old or young you are. But where does it come from, and why was it made in the first place? Those are just some of the questions that will be lumped in with a few others in this edition of I Have Questions. Now, right off the bat, I have to admit something that I am not ashamed to say that led to the origin of this question. I like candy corn. I know I'm in a major minority. In fact, in 2010, a market research project on the subject of Halloween candy revealed that candy corn is the least popular Halloween candy. And I don't mean barely the least popular. It is the least popular by a huge margin. Having constantly received looks of utter disgust and revile from my friends and family watching me eat candy corn, the original question I wrote was, why do people hate candy corn? Well, after doing a bit of research, and by research, I mean asking these onlookers, why do you hate candy corn? I quickly figured out that I couldn't make an episode around the common answer, because it's gross. So I altered it a little bit and decided to take a look at the history of candy corn to see if I can at least find out why it sells billions of pieces each year, despite being utterly hated. Let's start right off the bat and discuss exactly what we're talking about here. Candy corn. What is it? Well, as you probably already know, it's a small piece of candy, triangular in shape, with a yellow base tapering into an orange center and ending in a white tip. It's made to resemble a corn kernel, though each piece of candy corn is about three times the size of a normal corn kernel. The main ingredients in candy corn are sugar, corn syrup, confectioner's wax, salt, honey, dextrose, and artificial colorings and flavorings. It first hit the market in the 1880s, making this candy part of the American culture for over 130 years now. The original name was not candy corn, and in a way, the original name makes more sense to me to why this corn-shaped candy was created in the first place. This product was created by George Renninger by the Wonderly Candy Company in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and the first name of the product was Chicken Feed. The concoction was a direct sales gimmick. It was a product largely aimed at the farming community. The corn kernel-shaped candy was a small sweet treat, but the novelty of it being bagged and labeled as chicken feed was far more popular than the actual product itself. Having seen the success of the Wonderly Candy Company, a large competitor by the name of the Golitz Candy Company quickly dissected the product and began producing their own version of the confection and quickly outsold Wonderly's market share of the product. Golitz even went as far as to mimic the chicken feed idea when its packaging was made to resemble a feed bag and had a large graphic of a rooster on the front. Really, the only difference in the packaging between the two was that the Golitz company didn't say chicken feed. It said candy corn. Candy corn really started to pick up steam, and in the fall of the following year, the Golitz Candy Company tried to make some additional candy vegetables. 
candy pumpkins, which you can still find today, and candy turnips, which I really can't even imagine. With increasing sales for this product in the fall, then huge drops before the holidays, production of candy corn was limited to March through November. This reduced the labor cost factor of the production of candy corn during this period of time dramatically. At the time, and we're talking the real early 1900s now, most of the work producing candy corn was done by hand. 45-gallon buckets of melted sugar, corn syrup, wax, flavoring, and coloring were mixed up three at a time, one yellow, one orange, and one white. While the slurry was still hot and melted, the buckets were lifted over a table and poured one by one into corn-shaped molds. As automation advanced, this hard labor portion was eventually eliminated, and nowadays the process is almost, if not fully, automated. Now a little more on the Golitz company. You might not recognize the name, but you know the company. At least you know the company it is now. In 2001, the Golitz Candy Company changed its name to the Jelly Belly Candy Company, the same company widely and best known for its Jelly Belly jelly beans. So in a way, candy corn is a jelly belly, or at least that weird uncle they don't like to talk about, but is still invited around for the holidays. So now back to its staying power. If this candy is so widely hated, why has it lasted all these years? And why do a lot of you listening have some in your house right now? Well, that is a question that there is no real defined answer to. There are some ideas, of course. One being tradition. It's been a big part of the fall holiday season for 130 years. Kind of the same reason tin fruitcakes are still made. Another is the color scream fall. Yellow and orange doesn't get much more fall themed. My wife has literally bought candy corn for the purpose of decorating, and I've gotten in trouble for eating it. And three, I'm not the only one that likes it. At least I don't think I am. So as long as me and the other people that actually like candy corn buy it, it'll keep being made. I know I'm not the only one buying the entire 9 billion pieces that are produced each year, and that 9 billion pieces is a real statistic, by the way. There are a ton of candy corn products on the market. These are just some of my favorites, but by no means an exhaustive list. Candy corn taffy, candy corn M&Ms, candy corn Oreos, gummy candy corn, red, white, and blue celebration corn, caramel candy corn, green apple, caramel apple, and apple pie candy corn, red, pink, and white valentine corn, candy corn circus peanuts, red velvet candy corn, candy corn flavored peeps, candy corn cake frosting, Candy corn flavored kettle corn, s'mores candy corn, charms blow pop bubblegum filled lollipops, candy corn flavored, candy corn marshmallows, red, green, and white reindeer corn, candy corn cotton candy, candy corn coffee, candy corn fruity pebble cereal, sea salt and chocolate candy corn. And last but not least, and they certainly why not since this flavor is as prevalent as candy corn during the fall, pumpkin spice candy corn. There's also a ton of candy corn-inspired recipes, inspired by, and in some cases, using candy corn, I should say. And here's some of the highlights that might appear at this year's news as Halloween party. Toss a handful of candy corns into your favorite chocolate chip cookie recipe for a Halloween spin on the classic cookie. Slow melt a bag of candy corn in a double boiler for a candy corn fondue. I read an article that says this is actually quite good to dip pretzels in. Make a healthier candy corn-inspired snack by putting a layer of pineapple at the bottom of a dessert glass. Then add a layer of mandarin orange slices and then top off with a little dollop of whipped cream. Take one cup of candy corn and add two cups of vodka. Now let it sit for four or five days. The initial result is going to look disgusting, but give it a little stir and then strain. You're going to end up with a very Halloween-themed orange-colored liquor with a candy corn taste that you can start making some really unique Halloween cocktails with. There's even some interesting candy corn home recipes. 
Uh, frankly, I didn't look at them that closely because I'm happy buying my big old yearly bag of candy corn. There are two unofficial world records involving candy corn. I'm not sure how one goes to get an official world record for candy corn, but I guess that's another question for another episode. On November 17th in Austin, Texas, Erica Guggenheim fit a record-setting 70 pieces of candy corn in her mouth at one time and held her mouth closed after adding the 70th piece. I'm going to go for that record when I'm done recording. On January 7th, 2013, Jamie the Bear McDonald ate three pounds of candy corn in a record-setting 20 minutes and 34.7 seconds. I won't be trying that one. And one last little tidbit of fun to share on candy corn. If you arrange a layer of candy corn in a circle, then begin to build more rolls on top of that circle. and a few rolls, you'll start to see a convincing candy corn cob shape take place. Well, that does it for this episode of I Have Questions. Whether you love it or hate it, you know a little bit more about that wonderful, wonderful treat, candy corn. I want to thank you, of course, for listening. I'll be back next week with another episode and another Halloween-inspired question. I do hope you'll join me for that episode. As always, check out all the great stuff we do at neozaz.com, all the past and future episodes of I Have Questions, along with all the other great shows we do. We're on Facebook at Neozaz Podcast, and our Twitter handle is at Twitter. We post a lot of things related to the episodes we just released that week, including maybe some really cool stuff about candy corn. So that is it for this episode. I'll be back next week. Until then, I'll say once again, thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. I Have Questions as part of the Neozaz.com Internet Entertainment Network. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit our website at neozaz.com. I Have Questions and all the podcast series from Neozaz are funded by the generosity of our fantastic Patreon supporters. To learn how you can help support all the work we do at Neozaz and access exclusive supporter content, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash neozaz. For all the latest from I Have Questions and neozaz.com, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast or our Twitter account at Neozaz. Thanks for listening.